today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. An interesting twist, a bizarre twist, as a matter of fact, to a story that we've been covering on this program for quite some time. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, well, Hamilton's LGBTQ2 Advisory Committee, uh, which uh, became a rather contentious point some time ago, of course, uh, when they requested, uh, 2019, I guess it was, uh, that the city not raise the Pride flag uh, during Pride Week at City Hall because there were some concerns about the relationship between City Council and uh, this uh, this advisory committee. Uh, things got worse, of course, during the Pride celebrations uh, with the uh, controversy and the confrontation that happened at Gage Park in Hamilton. And uh, we talked with the the chair of that committee, Cameron Croce, on a number of different occasions. And uh, we were surprised to find out uh, this week that uh, somebody on city council, or maybe city council as a whole, actually asked the integrity commissioner to rule on uh, Mr. Croce's uh, behaviors and comments over the last little while, including some comments he made on this radio show uh, back in May of 2019 about uh, some of the things that he was very frustrated about. Uh, I wanted to get Cameron to come back on here to explain exactly what's going on and, uh, and the steps going forward on this. Uh, Cameron, welcome back to the program. It's good to talk with you again. I wish it were under better circumstances. Hi, Bill. Thanks very much for having me on. I agree. Yes. I, let's, I, I just want people to be clear about something here uh, because of, of the protocol and, and what's gone on here in the last little while. Uh, we all know about the Integrity Commissioner. Many communities, many city councils use Integrity Commissioners to, to try to, to talk about and evaluate uh, and the behavior of elected officials and city staff. We get that. Uh, you're neither. Uh, you're not an elected official. Uh, you're not city staff. You're a volunteer. Is that correct? Yes, I'm a volunteer, Bill. Totally. That's um, my role as chair of the LGBTQ Advisory Committee. And, yes, I was surprised by... This complaint being filed six months ago, I wasn't aware that the Integrity Commissioner could be used against volunteers or members of the community and residents um, by City Council to file a complaint. And so I was surprised to get this complaint when it came in, yes. So when you joined that committee some time ago, the LGBTQ2 community, uh, were you told at that time to, uh, to cease and desist from expressing opinions on, uh, on controversial matters? No, I wasn't, and my understanding is that advisory committees are there to give advice, right? They're there to provide feedback to city council about the decisions they make, and that this whole function of an LGBTQ plus advisory committee is to advocate on behalf of marginalized communities. I mean, the committee had been holding a flag-raising ceremony for years, it been holding public events, advocating for years. So to me, it seemed a perfectly logical extension of an advisory committee to be giving advice to council. Well, and, and I mean, I'm going back to the interview that you and I did back in May of 2019, and, and it, it circled around a couple of different issues, of course. And, and uh, one was the city staffer who has uh, since left uh, the city's employee. But, but the other one, of course, was a process uh, about uh, choosing citizen members for the police services board. Uh, and I don't need to remind you of this, Cameron, but I'll remind our listeners once again. Uh, you are not the first voice to suggest that there should be more diversity on the police services board and city council should be cognizant of that. That's not to suggest there's a quota system or anything, but uh, you and many other people that I've talked to uh, were very disappointed in the process for selecting the city member this time around. Yes, including those who had applied to the position multiple times have openly spoken about their experiences and openly spoken about how it's important for all of our civic institutions to represent everyone in our community. And, Bill, a lot of this, uh, you know, I share the opinions of the LGBTQ Advisory Committee, and I hold many positions in the community besides that. 
Um, but this is a motion that the LGBTQ Advisory Committee it passed at its public meeting, right? So this is a decision of the committee. It said, we really want to let city council know that there are some issues we're concerned about. We don't think it makes sense to have the flag raised. And so this is all around that May 2019 motion, a motion that was made in public, right? So this isn't something where I'm kind of expressing my own opinion about the subject. It's something that was voted upon. It was something that we discussed at length in public. And also, um, as a chair, it's my job to represent the committee and the committee's decisions in public. And I think it's important to point out that um, as a member of the queer community, that I think that this is an attempt to silence voices and silence those who are marginalized in our community. Um, and I'm going to continue to speak out, Bill, and won't be silenced. I've spoken on this program, and you've listened to it, Cameron, so you, you can validate this. Uh, many of the other people in this community, uh, not just from your committee, uh, that, that were concerned about process and about some of the things and, and the business that was going on at Hamilton City Hall, uh, some of them actually have, were quite up front and said, yeah, they actually applied for some of these positions that you and I have talked about, and we're you know, shaking their heads as to why they didn't get serious consideration for it. Uh, but nonetheless, they had a platform on this program to express that. Uh, and to my knowledge, none of them are being investigated by the Integrity Commissioner. No, they're not. And I'm not the first person on either the LGBTQ Advisory Committee or other advisory committees to be speaking out in public, sharing my views, and talking about the decisions made by our city government. So it is a surprise, again, that they're further um, having this complaint filed against me um, for speaking, um, again, about decisions that are made in public. How much of this uh, on process, Cameron, how much of this do you know uh, about the background? In other words, where did the complaint come from? Is it, was it a city council motion to do this? Was it a, an individual councillor? Any idea of the origin of, of, of the, the request for the integrity commissioner to even get involved in this? That mostly seems to have happened in camera, so in a closed session. I'm not sure what the vote was or when that discussion took place. I know some councillors did speak at committee meetings um, about our minutes at the at the committee, and they also spoke, um, as Terry Whitehead had once mentioned, about coming um, to investigate members of advisory committees and use the word impeachment at one point to discuss, um, you know, following this through, were his words, I believe. And so I know those matters were discussed in public, and so there was a sense that something was going to happen, but no, this doesn't appear to have happened in public, and this coming to the public agenda or tomorrow's meeting of council um, is the first time I think people are seeing this happen in public, um, and it was only sent to me uh, late last week. Now, because what I'm trying to get my head around here, Cameron, is is what was the breach here? Was there was, uh, apparently, like I say, I asked you, I read up front, you were not told that you had to cease and desist from being opinionated on controversial issues. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's I think one of the reasons why they probably would want somebody like you on the committee so to, to bring that and shine the light on certain issues that need to be discussed in situations like this. So that's not it. Uh, I don't think you broke any laws. I don't think you broke any bylaws by saying what you did. Uh, you stated an opinion that might have rubbed some feathers the wrong way. Too bad, so sad. That's you know, You're an elected official. If you can't get used to that, you're in the wrong job. But so, so I'm trying to find out exactly what the the rationalization was for for at the request in the first place. It just doesn't seem to make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me either, Bill. I think it's an important point that you're making, and it did come out of the blue when City Council filed this complaint with the Integrity Commissioner. Um, 
because I don't think anyone expected that they could file it against a volunteer. Um, as you say, and as far as I can tell, the allegations here seem to be about uh, criticism, right? It's about criticism of City Hall and criticism of elected officials. And they're saying that that's not allowed um, and that advisory committees aren't permitted to give advice to City Council and advice that they consider to be critical. So I'm not sure um, how they think that's going to impact those who are on advisory committees right now, because advisory committees are made up of members they appointed. They appointed all these individuals themselves to represent different communities, many of them marginalized and oppressed communities in Hamilton, and those committee members are there in good faith. They're taking up their volunteer time to um, study issues, to reach out to the members of their communities, to, in good faith, uh, find out what Hamiltonians want to tell their city government. And they're trying to do that work um, and bring that forward to council. And this is going to send a really chilling message to a lot of folks who are sitting on advisory committees. Now how are they going to react? What are they going to say? What do they feel they're going to be permitted to do? Because I don't think anyone, myself included, um, you know, should be put through uh, an ordeal like this of six months um, during a pandemic of an investigation. And I think that um, it's not going to help to get engagement up in the city. It's not going to help residents to feel like they belong here. It's not going to help them to feel like they want to participate or can participate in their local government. I mean, if they're going to start running around chasing people that have contrary points of view, we're going to need a lot more integrity commissioners in this city uh, because that's the, that's the democratic process. I mean, you're allowed to do that. You're supposed to do that. You're encouraged to do that, as a matter of fact. And it, it, it smacks very much to me and uh, of, of, of simply saying, look, it, just stay there and, and be quiet, okay? And uh, you can tell us how great we are if you want, but don't, don't, don't start stating contrary opinions because that hurts their feelings. Uh, there are a lot of people that were concerned about process. As a matter of fact, if I recall some of the discussion around the city council horn, uh, even some councillors were somewhat concerned about the process, and maybe we need to review that. So th this is not like this came out of the blue, that there was a concern about how citizen members are chosen for some committees or for the police services board. Uh, it's not unusual, nor w were you the only voice, uh, to sh express shock and dismay that there was a... a, a, a an individual on city staff here who was, uh, well, let's say, associated with uh, with white supremacists for quite some time, and somebody apparently knew about it and did nothing about it. Uh, so, are you supposed to just be quiet? Is that is that what you're asking? They're asking you to do is just sit on your hands and say nothing and do nothing. These are really serious issues, Bill, that impact marginalized communities in Hamilton. It's the job of these advisory committees to listen to those communities and bring this information forward when it has an impact on them. And I think it's a responsibility of folks on those committees to do that work. And you mentioned process, and I think that's important because this has been an interesting and often strange process. This isn't um, the complaint filed by city council with the integrity commissioner. Um, it's filed with an organization called Principles Integrity. Um, one of the principles of the organization is the former city solicitor. And so this also causes um, a lot of confusion for me about... Um, is there, is there a conflict there? Um, is the city uh, asking someone who used to give them advice to then um, now file a complaint against a citizen? So there's a lot here about the processes of the city that I think need to be questioned and talked about because it's really unclear as to if the city council has jurisdiction to be filing a complaint like this. And as far as I know, it's unprecedented for them to file a complaint against a volunteer like this. What are you going to do about it? I know you've hired legal counsel. Yeah, I'm going to continue to um, read and talk to my lawyer 
and I'm going to wait to see what the outcome is because right now before council tomorrow morning at 9.30, um, there's a decision for them to make. And the, the Integrity Commission has, Commissioner has made three um, recommendations. One, that I'd be reprimanded. Two, if they suggest that I resign from the committee, which I will not do. And three, that if I don't resign, City Council has the authority to remove me from the committee. So at this point, um, it's going to be up to City Council to make a decision. I'm sure you've seen um, reporting in other media where um, they're kind of washing their hands of it, sort of saying, you know, this is an, a hands-off process and the Integrity Commissioner is the one who's making this decision. But I want people not to forget that this complaint was filed by City Council. When I received their 61-page complaint from the Integrity Commissioner, I said quite clearly at the top of the message that it was filed on behalf of City Council and that it was City Council who filed the complaint. This is not something where you know the Integrity Commissioner was sort of sitting around on their own thinking, I'd love to file this complaint. This is initiated by our City Council, and I think it's important for people to watch that meeting and hear the discussion about um, what they're going to decide tomorrow. I just, and I'm sure your council and you have talked about this, but I mean, I, again, I'll go back to my initial point here. Uh, when the complaint was filed and when you got the copy of, of the, the decision that was rendered in a situation like this, usually when you are charged with something, and essentially that's what's happening here, not, not necessarily criminally charged, I don't mean that, but charged with an offense of some description, at some point they need to describe what the, what the offense was, and, and I don't see that they've been very clear about that. You spoke out. Uh, and, and advisory committee members are not supposed to speak out. As I say, please show me where, where that's written into the into the bylaws, into the requirements for people to sit on these subcommittees. Is that what they're inferring here? I'm not 100% not sure what they're inferring here, Bill. It's very technical, as you say, and very difficult to read or make sense of exactly what the allegations are. Um, they certainly seem to be saying that me coming on this radio program and talking about the public motion. Well, I, the I know what the accusations passed. are. They're pissed off at what you said. That's really what it comes down to. Right. And so I'm not sure what they're inferring here, but it does seem like they're trying to stop that criticism from happening. And I'm not the only person who's been subjected to this in the city of Hamilton. We've been watching um, delegations happen at the city. We had uh, lawyer Ned Nolan come forward to speak about uh, his opinions about what was happening in his neighborhood with traffic calming, and we saw the kind of attacks from councillors. Uh, on him during that delegation, which again isn't new. This kind of silencing of critical voices in our community and the kind of pushing people away from being engagement, engaged in the community and engaged in their civic government isn't something that's brand new to Hamilton. I think now we're seeing more of it, and I think we're seeing um, it more clearly articulated, and I think this is a new kind of thing that's happening that I'm very, very worried about for our civic democracy. I'm worried about the impact this is going to have on other people trying to come forward and give their feedback to their city government, because I think it sends a terribly chilling message to people about what they are and are not allowed to do and the length our government will go to to silence them. There's a, there's a protocol that should be followed here. And, and listen, I you know we try to give a platform to contrary points of view on this program too. That's not to suggest I agree with all of them. I don't, as a matter of fact. But they have a right to be heard as long as they're civil about it, as long as they're not insulting and personal about it. Uh, you know, we can debate points of view and we can debate uh, attitudes and, and, and protocols and methodologies. Uh, that's, that's part of the democratic process. Uh, and we're dealing, as you've just mentioned, with some very controversial issues, uh, not just in this city, but in cities all over 
over the, the province, all over the country right now. Uh, so whether you're an elected official in municipal government or provincial government or federal government, uh, you better be ready to accept the fact that there's going to be some hardened criticism about this because people are very opinionated. And we were talking about, uh, I, I think, a group that's being emboldened right now because they say, look, it, we've got to do something about our committee. We've got important decisions to make in this city, for instance, uh, to do with, with uh, racial unrest, to do with the relationship between Hamilton Police Services and some of these other communities uh, that feel as if they don't have a voice. And, and those, are, those are positions that I think need to be discussed. But it sounds as if they're just basically trying to say, shut you down and say, look, it just, you know, sit there and, and be pretty and, and, you know, we, so we can say, yes, we've got an advisory committee, but we, we really don't want to hear anything controversial from you. And in the context here, Bill, is really important. Since July 2018, there have been 15 complaints filed with the Integrity Commissioner. And of those 15 complaints, mine's the only one they've pursued. We're talking about some pretty egregious stuff we've seen happen in public where our elected officials have come after reporters and other kinds of things. And those complaints were filed, and there was not a formal public report put on the council agenda about it. Those, those complaints seem to have been wrapped up and put away. And the only one they're pursuing is this complaint against me. And so I think that, yes, you're right about um, governments needing to understand that communities are going to continue to call them out. They are going to continue to have their voices heard, and they are going to continue to speak up. And their ability to handle that criticism and to be in dialogue with it is going to tell us whether they're going to be successful at governing our cities. And if they can't have this basic conversation with committees full of members that they appointed to give them advice, I'm very worried about our democracy and very worried about what this says about their ability to lead us through um, these really challenging times we're going through. Well, you know what? We're going to follow with great interest what they're going to do at this meeting tomorrow. Uh, you know, as you say, the councillors seem to be rather ambiguous about just how they want to proceed with this, uh, at least when they're asked publicly about it anyway. But they're going to have to do something about it tomorrow, and we'll certainly follow up uh, after that decision is rendered and see where you're going. Cameron, thanks so much for the time today. I uh, really appreciate this. I don't know that we've clarified a whole lot of stuff, but I don't know that there's a whole lot uh, to be clarified. I think we have a pretty strong consensus here what this is all about. And we'll see how our city councillors, our elected officials, respond to it. Uh, thanks again. Stay well. Thank you, Bill. Cameron Croce, uh, the aggrieved party, of course, and the the, uh, the focus of the uh, Integrity Commissioner's report. And we'll certainly follow up on that story in the days and weeks ahead. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.